So I'm just going to share a couple of reflections really on, um, on fatherhood and on my journey with my dad. Um, however, there are a couple of things that, uh, that I just want to start with by way of introduction. These are five things you hope your kids won't say. Are you ready? It's nice to go through the motions like this every year. No, you hope you'd never hear that, right? I'm supposed to give you a gift to thank you for ruining my life. Right, that's a teenage one. That's the teenagers coming out there. And uh, when you meet your kids after a little while, you don't want to hear this. And you are... Yeah, it's like they don't remember who you are. Uh, okay, this one probably a bit applicable to me, unfortunately. It's not just a nose hair trimmer. It's a nose and ear hair trimmer. Yeah, unfortunately true. And finally... Hey, Dad, on your special day, how about updating your will? You hope you never hear those, right? Anyway, I'm in uncharted territory uh, as a dad because my father passed away when I was 19. And I now have two kids who are older than that, right? So I don't know how to parent a 19-year-old and a 20, almost 21-year-old. So I'm in uncharted territory. So I hope I get it right. <laughs> You'll have to tell me if I don't. But, uh, but it's great to have, in fact, all three of my kids are here today. Maddie's um, serving out the back. James and Beck are here. And, you know, they'll hold up scorecards today as I go through this. And, and they'll tell you whether I'm telling you the truth or not, right? And, uh, and give me a hard time. So if you hear any heckles coming from that direction, you know it's Beck and James giving me a hard time. But, uh, but Beck's the same age as what I was when my, when my dad died. And I'm just having a go. And really, just like all of us, right? All of us dads, we're just having a go. We're trying to do our best. Uh, we hope that we don't cause too much damage along the way. We hope that between us and the kids' mum and God, that they turn out okay and they have a good shot at life. And, uh, and looking around the room, I reckon I'm in good company. Amen? There's a lot of great dads in this room today as I look around the room. A lot of dads that are committed to their kids, love them dearly and want the best for their kids. Amen? Probably the second reflection I have of fatherhood is that it's caught, not taught. I think fatherhood is an apprenticeship. And I don't know if you're a dad and you've gone through this, but have you caught yourself saying and doing exactly the same things that your dad did with you? I have. And the first time it happens, you go, where did that come from? Right? It's been 20 years or 30 years since, you, since your parents said that or did that to you. And all of a sudden it comes back subconsciously without even thinking and it just makes me reflect on the fact that there is so much that is ingrained in us from our parents from our mums and our dads in particular so it's caught not taught we're on the journey of an apprenticeship and god is our ultimate example there's no instruction manual but we do have the bible as a guide and can i encourage you dads not to go to the old testament for advice Go to the New Testament. The New Testament's a lot nicer. There's a lot more grace. There's a lot more forgiveness. The Old Testament's very legalistic, isn't it? You do this wrong, you get whacked, right? That's what it was like in, in the life of Israel. But, uh, but in the life uh, that we have through Christ, there's a lot more grace and a lot more forgiveness and a lot more patience. So the New Testament is a great example to us as we try to catch the role of fatherhood. And it's through God's dealings with us that we understand him as a father. So we can read about it in the Bible, that's one thing. But to 
experience God as a father is a, is a really different thing. And my fatherhood is, is far from perfect, but when I reflect on the way God deals with me, I'm amazingly encouraged and inspired, really, to do things differently. Because I don't think I've ever come away from an interaction with God feeling worse off. God is such an amazing heavenly father, so encouraging, so loving. And even when he corrects, us, corrects me anyway and rebukes me, um, I come away feeling encouraged and stronger and better for it. So God is a great example of a father that we can never live up to, but he can inspire us to do better. Amen? The more time we spend with him, the better we are as dads. The third reflection I have on fatherhood is the fact that God chose to reveal himself as a father. I mean, I often reflect on that. God could have revealed himself as anyone or anything. He could have revealed himself as an alien. He could have revealed himself. That would have been weird, wouldn't it? Imagine that. Could have revealed himself as a mother. Could have revealed himself uh, as a brother, as a crazy uncle. He could have revealed himself in so many different ways, but he chose to reveal himself as a father. And so that's, that's really important for us to understand the role and the nature and the importance of fatherhood. Fatherhood matters. And there seems to be a real, na a real um, narrative in our society that runs down fatherhood. Have you noticed that? Movies, songs, whatever it is, it just tends to trash fathers. And yet we should be holding them up and championing them, you know, because they are so important in the lives of how our wonderful kids develop. Now, if God revealed himself as a father, I can understand why Satan would try to wreck the image of fatherhood. Because in wrecking the image of fatherhood, he wrecks the image of God. And then he wrecks the image of the children that come from that father that has been messed up. And so he achieves his goal of really marring the image who, of who we are, the image we are of God. And, uh, and I can understand how Satan's at work in that. And that's why it's important for us to be godly dads. Amen? Got to be godly dads. There's um, some interesting research that's been, um, that's been published, and I won't go through it all, but, you know, as I look at it, the, the, uh, the impact of having a father-absent family, and I don't just mean absent as in dads away, but like a, a neglected, where the father neglects the family, uh, is staggering. 90%, and these are US stats, but 90% of homeless and runaway children come from families where the dad neglects uh, the children or is absent. 85% um, of all young people in prison in America come from father-absent families, you know, where there's no father in the life of a kid. Now, that, I mean, I know that our families are all different, you know, and sometimes, you know, we go through divorce and separation and things like that. But as a dad, even if you go through that situation, it's important to somehow stay connected with your kids, yeah, and to, and to have some sort of input uh, and some, some male role model um, experience for them. 71% uh, of all high school dropouts come from families like this. 120% uh, greater risk to become subject of child abuse. And so it goes on. The role that fathers play in families is amazing. And so the challenge is on to us as the church to role model great fatherhood. Amen? Amen. The stats get too depressing. I won't go on. We know that it's just important to be good dads. My dad. My dad. I always felt loved 
always felt loved. It's amazing. I don't know what he did that made me feel loved. I can't put my finger on it. Even as I was thinking about it, you know, over the last week or so, just thinking about today, I can't put my finger on what it was that made me feel loved by my dad. I mean, he hugged me, he told me that he loved me. Um, I guess that's reasonably common. Um, Not common everywhere, but reasonably common. But I always felt loved. I always felt accepted. Um, My dad was quiet. He wasn't an extrovert. He was an introvert. So you sometimes had to guess. But uh, but I, I guess I guessed right. Uh, he loved me. I was his sidekick. If he was doing something around the house, we were doing it together. I just remember my dad, my dad uh, had an office job, but he always liked to get into the garage on the tools and do stuff and make things. I didn't catch that from him. That's one aspect of fatherhood. I, I, the parts that I remember doing well was taking out the bins and changing the light globes. That was about... No, and making billy carts. I did learn how to make billy carts from my dad as well. But, uh, but we were always doing it together, whether it was making a concrete path or building a cubby house or whatever it was, I would, I would do it with him. And I just think that fact that he included me in his life um, really spoke volumes to me uh, as a young child. He'd never tell me to get away or leave him alone. Uh, he'd always bring me in. Uh, my dad had incredible integrity. Now, I don't know everything about his life, but there were, there were a couple of things that really left a, a lasting mark on me as a growing kid and one of them was the day that my dad came home and my dad was involved in finance and he came home and he was debriefing at the dinner table as we were sitting around having our meal and he said you know today um, I could have made and this is going back into the 80s probably in today's dollars it would be you know a couple of million dollars he said I I could have made a few million dollars today there was a building project happening in the city Uh, they were having trouble with the council All my dad needed to do was roll up with some cash and a brown paper bag to the appropriate councillor and make it all happen and we would have had a couple of million bucks. And he just said, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And that spoke volumes about my dad because his integrity was something that left a lasting mark on me. The other other, um, thing that he did that really left a lasting mark on, in some ways it was a negative but it was a positive as well, um, was the way he disciplined me. Now, you've got to understand, I grew up in a pretty rough school. Like, there were fights, primary school, that is. There were fights every day. You know, I remember being in a classroom and the head of one kid came through the blackboard on one side of the wall and cracked the blackboard on the other side of the wall. You'd, you'd walk around school and kids would have clumps of hair missing. You know, it was, it was a war zone. It was, it was bad. Like, it was really bad. There were gangs. There was all sorts of stuff. That's primary school. Can you imagine what secondary school was like, right? You know, that's when we're just trainee gang members. You know, imagine what secondary school was like. But, um, and so swearing was pretty common, and it's probably even more common now, but back then it wasn't really as common as it is now. And I remember launching a word at my dad one day when I was, must have been in, you know, grade five or six or something, and he just looked at me and he paused. I'm so glad he paused. And then he said, I'll see you in your room in five minutes. It was the only time he ever strapped me. Only time. But gee, it left a lasting impression because I knew it wasn't done out of anger. It was done out of I had done something completely unacceptable in his eyes and there were consequences. My mum, on the other hand, I love my mum, but she was a bit more reactive. 
You know, she was straight. I'm probably a little bit like my mum, unfortunately, for my kids. <laughs> but uh, but she, I've, I've learned to taper it, temper it over the years. But but uh, you know, my natural reaction is right. But um, but my mum was a bit more reactive. My dad was very measured, and gee, I appreciated that, and I learned a lot from that. And so, if you're a dad here today, can I encourage you just to pause before you uh, rush in to deal with your kids, because that pause can sometimes make a huge difference. Amen? Amen. So disciplining. Yeah, boy, what a rough school I grew up in. Glad, glad I changed schools. So now I've got a challenge to dads. God is love. God is a father. And this challenge is to me as well. Um, I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. If you've got your Bibles here, can you grab them out and flip open to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 7. And I'm going to finish on, on two passages of Scripture because there are chocolate cookies waiting for us in the kitchen. And Toblerones. How many? You broke them up. So how many pieces are there? Yeah. Okay, there's a couple of bowls. All right, so we'll be quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 7. Dad is patient. Dad is kind. Dad does not envy. Dad does not boast. Dad is not proud. Dad does not dishonour others. Dad is not self-seeking. Dad is not easily angered. Dad keeps no record of wrongs. Dad does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. Dad always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Amen, Dad? So that's a challenge to us. Yeah? And then the other passage of Scripture I reflect on when it comes to parenting is Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 25. If you can flick over to Galatians chapter 5, it's the passage on the fruit of the Spirit. Chapter 5. Galatians 5, 22 to 25. But the fruit of dad, if I can say that, is love, joy, peace, NIV says forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Amen? Amen. Now, can I leave you with one thought, dads? Even when you mess up, you're still a child of God. No matter what you do, it doesn't change your status in God. You can be disconnected from Him, you can be out of sorts, you can have an interrupted relationship, but it doesn't change who you are. Always be encouraged by the fact that you are God's child. Amen? Happy Father's Day. I hope my reflections have been great. And let's enjoy some cookies.